It's a Friday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Make sure to follow Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts for episodes every day, Monday through Friday. Today I'll be recapping last night's loss to the Timberwolves and look at where the Warriors are in the playoff race. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just two days removed from talking about climbing as high as a sixth seed, the Warriors find themselves teetering now on the edge of the play-in tournament following Thursday night's 126-114 to loss to Minnesota. Uh, Steve Kerr pointed to the failure to box out as the cause of the loss. He's right on a night when Golden State shot 50% and held Minnesota to 46% shooting, losing the rebounding battle 57 to 34, giving up 16 offensive rebounds uh, that gave Minnesota nine additional possessions is a recipe for a second straight loss. But it's the point of the season when the results are more important than the reason. Uh, With just two weeks left in the regular season, teams are what they are. And this final stretch is about jostling for position. After the game, Steph Curry appeared frustrated. You can chalk it up to whatever. I don't know if effort or focus or whatever the thing you want to point out. You know, we fight back. And then in the third quarter, we have a lead. And then, you know, you go from there and they they come out in the fourth and they just go win the game. So it's just a tough... uh, a tough situation where you know you need this win, you know you need to get things pointed back in the right direction, and you don't you don't get it done. So we can sit here and talk about whatever the problem was. At the end of the day, we got to either fix it or or we're not. I mean, I love every single one of y'all on this thing. I'm not gonna come up on here and and uh, show you all the cards. It's, it's frustrating. At the end of the day, you want to win basketball games, and we need to figure out what that is. Practice film put it together in games uh, we're not going to talk our way through it so trying to give you as much as we can in terms of what's wrong but at the end of the day it's on us to figure that out if we want to make this season mean anything so who are these warriors at their best they fly around the floor they use their athleticism to cover ground on defense close out quickly and all those things and they set up staff with more possessions and more chances to torch opponents but when they lose That's when their lack of size is exposed, as it was against the Timberwolves. Steph's teammates fail to pick up the slack, as they did against Minnesota. Andrew Wiggins um, did have a really good game, but outside of Wiggins, uh, nobody else was really there offensively. And um, their their defense lacks that verve, that chutzpah that it usually has uh, throughout the season, while the Warriors have been consistently average on offense with Steph on the court, their success has been determined by an up-and-down defense. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. In February, the Warriors had the league's fifth-best defense in defensive rating. They won eight of their 15 games. If you recall the way we were talking about this team in February, we were wondering how high they would go. Could they reach the sixth seed? Could they be a bona fide playoff team? Uh, We were talking about Steph in glowing terms the way we do when this team wins. Sounds familiar, right? That was in February. Uh, Then go to March. In the month of March, they were ranked 23rd in defensive rating. 
So they go from top five in defense. There was a point in February where they were second in the league in defensive rating. They go from that to 23rd just in the month of March. And in that month, they won just four games. So after having the league's top defensive rating, they go, or, or close to it, they drop to the bottom of the league. They fall by, fall by, uh, uh, to below 500 again in March. There's talk. We're, we're talking then about should they just tank? What kind of lottery pick would they get? All these things. So now go back to April. Let's go look, look at their best stretch of the season. They go 7-3 and three for most of April. They had the league's best defensive rating over that stretch. The best defensive rating over that stretch in April. We were talking about Steph as an MVP candidate. Could the Warriors reach as high as the sixth seed? All the conversations we were having in February, we were having again in April. Then Golden State lost its verve on defense. And then over these last three games, in which they went one and two. So the Dallas blowout, that game against Minnesota, and a sloppy game against Sacramento that you won, but they were sloppy. Second worst defensive rating in the league. That's not a coincidence that this team goes as its defense goes. That's why Steve Kerr going into the season was harping on the fact that this team needed to be top 10 in defense this year. Steph is going to be what he is, right? He's going to get you 30 a night. He's going to make it so that when he's on the floor, you at least have an average offense. But outside, there's not really much you can do outside of that. Defensively, there's enough here to work with. We've seen it over stretches, but we've also seen over stretches that this defense just loses its edge. And I don't know what it is. If it's And Steve Kerr said it was just a lack of execution, a lack of boxing out, that it wasn't a lack of effort last night. But every player that came out said it was a lack of effort. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. But it's too late to tinker and figure stuff out. You've just got to play better. The Warriors are capable of it. I'll talk about what this means for their playoff chances uh, coming up. But first, let's talk about Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA is making the playoff push, and the NHL season and Major League Baseball are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time, updated odds and props on almost everything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I'll look at the Warriors' hole at center here in a moment, but now the 10th place Warriors are a full game behind the 9th place Spurs after that loss and the 8th place uh, Grizzlies. But, uh, so getting a spot in, the, in that 7-8 playing game isn't out of the question. That's not really... The concern here, uh, there isn't much time with only nine games left, right? You can't have these sort of losses. One game back, I mean, if those teams keep winning, you know, there's not really much you could do, uh, especially if you keep losing games like this. But breathing down Golden State's neck now are the Pelicans, who are three games back. They won last night over, um, over Oklahoma City. They're still just three games back, which normally with just nine games left, um, wouldn't be a big deal, right? Three games over a three-game difference over nine games—that's that's usually too much to, to to catch up. But the Warriors and Pelicans play all three of their games this season over these next 14 days. A weird scheduling quirk uh, from this pandemic season. Uh, two are coming up back to back Monday and Tuesday of next week. So suddenly, these games appear. 
pretty treacherous. Uh, and so for this season to mean anything, to use Steph Curry's words, especially with rookie James Wiseman's development put on pause, making the playoffs, gaining valuable postseason experience for guys like Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Juan Descano Anderson, that's going to be how the Warriors make this season mean something. And these three games up coming up against New Orleans are going to be tough. Zion Williamson is a problem. And with the way, with his, how physical as he plays, with the fact that Brandon Ingram can get his shots off, and he's going to be tough to cover. Steven Adams is a great rebounder. These are sort of the things, when we talk about the Warriors' defense, that they have problems with, right? And so if they can't get going defensively, they could lose to New Orleans. And this is an opportunity for New Orleans to climb out of this, this a team with playoff aspirations. I know that we think about the Pelicans as young and rebuilding. This is a team that hired Stan Van Gundy, made some offseason additions. This was a team that wanted to make the playoffs this year and get Zion some playoff experience. They're going to be very motivated. And these next two games are in their house. And if the Warriors play like they did against Dallas, Minnesota, quite frankly, if they played the way they did against Sacramento, even though they won that game, they'll probably lose. You can afford to lose one. You can't afford to lose both the, uh, two of the three games against New Orleans because then they have the tiebreaker. So even if the Pelicans and Warriors end up with the same record, this season series, these three games in the next 14 days, will determine who ends up getting the 10th seed if it comes to that. Again, the Warriors have an opportunity still just to game back behind Memphis and San Antonio for a spot in the 7-8 game. Probably not catching Portland at this point. They're, th- they're uh, was it, three and a half games back of Portland now. Probably not catching Portland. That's all right. Home court advantage in that play-in game, probably not getting it. But if you can get into the 7-8 game, if you can get into that 7-8 game, you have two chances to win once to get into the playoffs and get that experience that we're talking about which is going to be key. Falling short would be a waste of a season. Falling short of the playoffs would be a waste of the season. I've talked about this on several occasions. Talked about it with Bram on Locker Room yesterday. Lottery picks. How many more rookies do you want on this roster? For those of you that are saying tank, how many more How many more rookies do you want in this rotation? No, you got to get champion. You got to get playoff experience if you want to trampoline into championship contention. Um next season and I know the schedule is soft coming up and that you finish this season with a six-game homestand but nearly every team left on the schedule has a player who can make things difficult I mentioned Zion Williamson from New Orleans Houston has Christian Wood he could be a problem for this team in the middle Memphis has John Morant they have had problems with him and point guards like him in the past Utah and Phoenix are on the schedule you could chalk those in as losses because Utah and Phoenix are among the by record, they're the two best teams in the league. And the way that the Warriors have played recently, they've got no chance against those teams. So the Warriors can't take anything for granted, just like they couldn't in Minnesota. The Timberwolves were beatable. I know they came into that game winning three straight, but they are a beatable team. They're not very good. Carl Anthony Towns, 22 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. He's going to get his. You can expect that. He's a great player, superstar type player. But giving up 25 points on an efficient shooting night to Anthony Edwards... Giving up 26 points to Ricky Rubio, who hit five three-pointers in that game? That's unacceptable. It's an easy way to end up disappointed. So if teams are what they are at this point, then what we know about the Warriors is that they're inconsistent. 
And at their best, they control the tempo of the game by running the floor with the second fastest pace in the league in a blitzing defense, a swarming defense. And at their worst, this defense crumbles. They give up more than an acceptable advantage on the boards because they're going to be out-rebounded every night, but you can't get out-rebounded by 20 like you did against Minnesota. And they struggle to close out on shooters, and the whole thing just collapses in and on itself. So which team will the Warriors be? They have nine games to be the team that they need to be. We know that they're inconsistent. We understand that. But there's two sides to inconsistent. There's the side we saw in most of April. There's the side we saw the last three games. If you could flip that switch somehow and go on one more run, then the Warriors will be fine. They'll make the play-in tournament, maybe even make the 7-8 game. Maybe even end up in a playoff series. But if they have one of these stretches like they did in March or these last three games, then forget it. Then forget it. Then you probably waste the season. we got some questions from Twitter coming up next. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. But unlike most protein bars, it actually tastes good and it's good for you. Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great if you're on a keto diet or another low-carb diet, and they have nine different flavors available now. And just brought back Coconut Brownie Chunk for a limited time. They're always creating and releasing new, exciting flavors, and Built Bar has been with us for a long time. I've been eating Built Bars for a long time, usually in the late afternoon between, late, uh, between lunch and dinner. It's a good way to give me the boost I need to finish up work, and like I said, Built Bar has been friends of the show for almost a year now. We appreciate the partnership that we've built, so support the show by supporting those who support us. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off on your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Wrapping up the show today with some questions from Twitter. This one comes from Sayonara ML. Uh, maybe if that was a point of emphasis all season long, talking about the rebounding, it's not like rebounding hasn't been an issue all season. I like Steve Kerr, but I have no idea how he's helping his players get better. First of all, it doesn't sound like he likes Steve Kerr all that much, but um, rebounding has been an issue all season long, but that, that's okay. You're not going to be good at everything. Every team isn't good at everything, and these Warriors aren't a good rebounding team. James Wiseman made them at least uh, uh, potentially a better rebounding team because of his size, his athleticism, etc. When he was on the floor, you probably hoped that he would, you would be a better rebounding team than what actually happened this season. The Warriors were not a good rebounding team with Wiseman on the floor, nor were they a good rebounding team without him on the floor, but when you are starting Kevon Looney, who is six foot nine generously, uh, and Draymond Green, who is six foot six generously, you have an understanding that you're not going to be out rebounding teams most nights, and you have to team rebound and you have to box out and you have to do these things uh, not to get um, out rebounded by twenty by twenty in a game like they did against Minnesota, to not give up sixteen offensive rebounds the way you did in Minnesota and give up nine additional possessions like you did in Minnesota but you you're always you're you, there's an understanding when you're small like that that you're never really going to be on the winning side of the rebounding battle now with that come some other things right you're super athletic and fast and you're able to dictate the tempo with the speed of the game and the pace and instead of everybody crashing the boards 
they get back and play transition defense. The Warriors have been pretty good in, in transition defense this year. So that's the trade-off, right? So you're willing to trade that off. We're not going to be a great rebounding team, but we got to be good at all this other stuff. But when you haven't been good defensively and you can't rebound, and some of that's tied together, right? You need to, fin- you need to finish possessions defensively by re- rebounding the ball. I understand that. But when you're not guarding guys and they're making 50% of their threes and all this stuff, yeah, that's, that's when you have a problem. You could take being a good rebounding team off the table if you could do the other stuff. But if you can't do the other stuff, then, then you're going to lose the way you did. Uh, and you're pretty vulnerable to that. Um, Steph Season writes in, sign a big man. That's his solution. Um, okay. He, Steph Season here has a point. The Warriors are very short on big men. You know, they, James Wiseman's out. Kevon Looney's your only quote-unquote traditional center. And I would argue he's not even a traditional center. You have no seven-footers outside of Wiseman on this team. So could you go out and sign a guy? Dwayne Dedman had been out there for a long time. There's still guys out there uh, available. Noah Vonley is a decent rebounder. Guys like that who you can go out and sign. I still, the Warriors probably should get one of these guys. Even over this next stretch. They probably should do that. But ownership has clearly decided that... Steve Kerr has to make do with what he has. And they will go... These ne- Gary Payton's not on the team anymore because his second 10-day contract expired. It, it looks like they're going to go these two weeks because you can go two weeks before you have to reach that minimum 14-player limit. It looks like they're going to do that and save as much money as possible. And it's a small amount, and I understand it's, it's, it's exasperated by the luxury tax. I get it. But relative to everything else, it's a small amount. But if, if the Warriors' ownership can save a few bucks this year, they're going to... They're, they're gonna. And I'm not passing judgment. I'm not. I'm just telling you what's happening here. Could the Warriors use Gary Payton? Absolutely. Especially when Kent Bazemore was in protocol and Damian Lee is still in protocol and now you're down Kelly Oubre again. Yeah, you could use Gary Payton for sure. Could have used him last night. He would have been great to put on Ricky Rubio or Anthony Edwards. But this team is going to save some money if they can. So no, they're probably not going to sign a center. I'll tell you what though. They better add another one this offseason. They're going to need one this offseason. I know James Wiseman will be back by the start of next season. That's at least the hope. Kevon Looney will be under contract for next season. He's going to pick up his player option. But in, one of them gets hurt, and now you're really shorthanded. You need at least one play, uh, one more seven-footer to come off the bench. Probably not going to play every night. Doesn't have to. But needs to be available so you're not stuck in situations like this. So that on a night where it's pretty obvious by the end of the first quarter, second quarter... Oh, they're gonna they're destroying us on the boards. You wanna have a guy, a specialist, a rebounding specialist, just like you have Michael Mulder as a three-point specialist and Gary Payton as a defensive uh point guard specialist and all these things. You wanna have another seven-footer on that bench who maybe you need in, in 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 an emergency like you did last night. Right now, the Warriors aren't interested in that. They're more interested in saving some money right uh, up front. But this offseason, that's something that they need to address. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Lockdown Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and say nice things about the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to wgoldberg at bayareanewsgroup.com. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.